Hey there, it's Claire here. Quick question for you: Have you tried influencer marketing in your business? Do you know the power of an influencer marketing strategy and why it works? In today's episode, Joseph is going to share with you five ways to use influencer marketing to accelerate your brand on social media, and why it's one of the best way to reach new audience. Build brand awareness and work with collaborators to create content, make sales for you, and expand opportunities to grow your brand. Are you ready? And let's get started. Welcome to the Digital Bosses Podcast with Joseph and Claire. Our definition of be your own boss means showing up for yourself, so you can show up for everyone and everything, personally and professionally. So congratulations on showing up, boss. We created the Digital Bosses Podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you start, grow, and build a purposeful online business. If you are a business owner, creator, looking to build an impactful brand that makes a difference. You are in the right place. So let's dive in. Hello, Cash. How are you today? Great, Joseph. Excited to chat with you. Likewise, so happy to have you here today. We're talking about influencer marketing, which is one of the probably one of the most relatable topic to me because something about me. I used to have a role in corporate where I was in charge of influencer partnerships. So I thought this is a very interesting. Part of the business when it comes to marketing, that people know the benefits from because the influencer, the creator economy, it's huge. We're talking about billions right now, but there is so much confusion to it. And the reason why I was really excited to speak to you today is because you're bringing the influencer marketing topic from a perspective of corporate, not from a perspective of a creator, which is usually what we hear from. So I would love you to start sharing a little bit more about your business and a little bit more about also how did you get to, into the space of influencer marketing when it comes to digital marketing? Yeah, I totally agree. A lot of podcasts, Joseph, in this space are all about from the creator's perspective, like how to how to monetize your audience, how to work with brands, but then no one's talking. Not a lot of people are talking about the brand side of things. So yeah, I think it's really yeah. great. But yeah, about me. So quick background is that I used to run a marketing agency, quite similar to you, although much, much on a much smaller scale. Yeah. Um, and then we did that, and then we used to work with brands and SaaS companies. Um, turns out a lot of them were just completely reliant on Facebook ads to get their customers, right? But then after the whole mm-hmm. privacy situation and iOS fourteen point five, Facebook ads just started crashing. So I had two options: I could get fired as an agency. Or I could get you know find another acquisition channel. So we pivoted to influencer marketing. It worked. We did really well. We've scaled programs to like three hundred, five hundred creators for one single. Time. Wow. Um, and then it's yeah, it's been like we so we know what works to get things started, and we also know what works at scale. And when we did that whole process a couple of times, we realized that we were doing a lot of manual work. So I had to like automate it or you know build something to simplify this process. That's when I built the app, which is called GetSeral.com, and then within that, we also still have like a little bit of an agency service, which is the automatic influencer stuff that you were referring to. So yeah, that's that's a bit of a background. That is fantastic, and I love this transition because I remember working on a project where there were a lot of ads going on back in 2020, and you're right, the changes of the privacy really made the ads more challenging, if you will. So this pivoting is really interesting because you're still talking about advertising, but from a perspective of a creator, which is something that I don't think a lot of companies understand. And 
I can share this from my perspective. I worked for a beauty brand for a long time and I worked for several of them. And one of my roles was to kind of recruit influencers. And, you know, when it comes to recruiting influencers and doing it from a perspective of campaign, it is very confusing because there is so much, so much smoke out there. You don't really know what's right, what's not. You don't really know which metrics to consider and this is leading me to the next question what do you think is the biggest mistake that companies do when they look into work with influencers and content creators yeah i think one of the main mistakes that i i could just summarize in one line is they try to do transactions and never build relationships right so a lot of brands before we start working with them i've noticed that they just email a creator or dm a creator and they say hey we want to work with you um, here's a free product or we want to work with you. We are willing to pay you X amount for these many reels. Why don't you just post about us? And that's like upfront. You're just like, as a brand, you're just going to the creator and asking them to post about you. That's like, that's a, you're missing three or four steps in the process that ensure that the creator will actually speak about you in a true, honest way, which is what consumers are looking for. So I think that is like one of the biggest mistakes brands are making is just they try to do this transaction like, hey, I'll pay you, you post about me. instead. And instead what they should do is they just first start off a relationship, yeah. see if they're interested, see if they want to try out a free sample. And if they like it, then you could explore a potential collab with them. And if they don't like it, it's fine. Not everyone's going to like your products, right? You just want to find your core set of influencers that truly love you and just work with them as opposed to just paying a whole bunch of people to inauthentically just promote you so to speak so yeah absolutely and i think you know there is also a lot of confusion between influencer marketing and affiliate marketing i don't know if you agree with that i feel there is definitely more confusion when it comes to how the campaign should be structured and this comes from a perspective of the business and i remember structuring campaigns with influencers and really breaking it down into different stages awareness engagement lead generation and conversion, which are essentially the same stages that you will have on the Facebook ads. Funny enough that we were talking about this. It happens the same way we create this, but their way is different. And I don't know if you agree with that, but that's my experience. It's really about using different groups of creators and influencers for different stages. You will have some people which superpower for your business. It's to make sure they get seen as much as possible. So there is that awareness element, which is where you get people in a more bigger scale, if you will. And then you start to go in a smaller scale. So you start to niche down. And we always talk about niching down. And you have to do that in influencer marketing too. When you find that group of creators that is really nurturing their relationship with their followers. And therefore, they, they have a power when it comes to the impact that the campaign with your product and service will have. And... I would love you to walk me through, before my next question, you said you have an automation, you have an app. Can you walk me through what's the process looking like with that? Sure, um, I can dive in. So basically, Saral is the one-stop shop for a brand's influencer marketing needs. So not only can you find creators on our platform, you can also see all of their like information yeah. in terms of their analytics, demographics, followers, engagement rate, all of that. You can make a wise decision on if you want to work with them. You can reach out to them from our platform. You can send them like contracts, send them emails, um, onboard them in our platform, send them tracking links, ship them free product, make sure that they're posting, track all of that. So it's like a complete full funnel operating system for a brand's influencer marketing program. And to answer your question, like you can, a brand can come on our platform and as opposed to working with a PR agency, 
what a pr agency would do is they'll just connect your brand to whoever that they have in their network they usually it's very rare to have an agency go out and scout new influencers specific to your brand but that that's like a subpar strategy especially now in like 2023 you want to be more custom you want influencers that are like tailor made that are tailor fit to your particular brand and that's what you can do on our app you can find let's say you're a skincare company let's say you're into organic skincare you can go on our app you can search for organic skincare you can filter down by followers by location by engagement rate by um gender by a bunch of other metrics um and you can find the exact right fit influencers for your brand which a pr agency can't do funnily enough there's a pr agency that's using our software to find influencers for them <laughs> so <laughs> hey it's claire here how's going are you enjoying the episode today and what is your biggest takeaway if you like what you're listening and make sure that you go over to apple podcasts and leave us a review We value your feedback and let us know how we can improve. And now, back to the show. It's very interesting to me because just I want to wrap up the PR point because not a lot of people know how the PR environment works for influencers. So essentially, if you are working with influencers, usually as a business, you will go to a PR company. you will send the product to the PR company and the PR company has the task to send your product to influencers to try and then it will be a gifted collaboration it will be a review whatever that might be and then what happens is if the company allocated a budget for influencers the PR company will pay them and then will get a cut that's how usually PR companies work with influencers and usually they will have a group of people that are very uh, impactful with their community they they will select for a paid campaign if there is a budget to it or whatever um this app that you have kind of take away that step because you go directly to the influencer you can negotiate what works better for your business what what works better for your campaign which is leading me to the next question i want to ask a question from a perspective of any small business owner tuning in right now any coach any product based business any service based business they're looking to promote their brand through influence marketing what is the what are the three key elements to consider when looking for influencers let's say they're using your software or your app what should they be looking for yep got it so i think so there's two parts to the answer one there's like the quantitative things that you look for so like followers engagement rate stuff like that like numbers metrics hard stuff and then there's the qualitative stuff that numbers can't really measure that's the qualitative stuff so i'll dive into both these things right so first let's 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 get aside the boring numbers part right so you based on your brand and how big it is and who you want to target if it's an awareness campaign you might like you said early on then the podcast you might want to go for the bigger more influential like people with like hundreds of thousands of followers versus if it's a more niche campaign which is like targeted at a very particular demographic you might want to go after the smaller creator with like 20,000 followers even like i've i've seen brands work successfully with people with like 5 or 6,000 followers so you want to make sure that you are operating in the correct follower range for what your objective is that's like the primary metric you want to look for the secondary metric is of course engagement rate 
So engagement rate is basically like how engaged is their audience. So if they have 100,000 followers, but a less than 0.1% engagement rate, that means very little of their followers is, are actually engaging with their content. So their big audience is of very little relevance to us. But if you have someone with 10, just 10,000 followers, but they have a 5% engagement rate, that means a lot, a huge section of their audience is engaging with their content. And those are the types of creators you want to go for. You don't necessarily want the most popular creator, you want the most influential creator. And influence is kind of measured in engagement rate. So engagement rate is another metric that we look for, but those two are kind of like the only metrics. There is stuff, other stuff in our app, like we also test for authenticity. So we like we find, go through their followers and see how many of them are bot followers, how many of them are real accounts, stuff like that. But I don't think you a brand who is just starting out has to really worry about that thing. As, as long as you have the right follower range, the good engagement, because... If their audience is not authentic, their engagement rate will anyway be lower. So if you're taking care of engagement rate, then you're you're all set. So that's on the quantitative side. That's the numbers. But on the qualitative side is the most interesting to me personally. Because that's not something that an app or anything. It's like your gut that you have to go to their profiles and see the content that they're creating. Are they persuasive enough? How are they promoting other brands' content? Because most likely if an influencer is good, other brands have also worked with them, right? So you want to see how they're promoting their content. What are the comments on their posts like? Are they like really supportive? Are they enthusiastic? Are their followers loving it? Or are their followers just like, you know, not commenting at all and they're just like not interested in their content? So this is like the qualitative stuff that you're going to see um, by clicking on their profiles, maybe just visiting a few of them, checking out the sound. Is it is it thumbs dropping, right? That's one. Then th is, is there a good hook in the creative that they're making? And usually good good influencers are great at this, but you want to vet them for this qualitative stuff as well. So these are like some of the things that we look for. I love how you divide the quality and quantity and explain it so perfectly. What I will say, another point I want to add to it, it's really about the narrative of the page as well. That's very important. Something that any app will not tell you, but it's really your job to make sure you go to a page. You want to understand how the narrative of the page looks like what is the language they use i think the tone of voice is often underestimated on campaigns because you might have an account that is extremely powerful in terms of followers it has the quantity metrics there but when it comes to the way they are using and speaking to their audience it might not be right for your brand another one another thing i want to add is something i used to look for when i was working with influencers we landed very big country with influencers in london years ago we did a collaboration which was a multi-platform approach so we're looking for creators that were more open in more spaces. They were on YouTube, they were on Instagram, they were on TikTok, whatever that could be. But what was really important to me, and it's something that is often underestimated, is what kind of conversation is happening on the comments. Because you can have the amount of comments that the metrics requires you to have. Because you can have emojis, you can have, I love this post, you can have a great post. All those comments do matter as engagement, but they might not be the comment you want to have underneath your sponsor post with that creator because they do not open a conversation. If there is, if there is something very important when it comes to influencer marketing, it's to make sure you use influencer marketing as a way to do awareness, but also market research to understand what people are looking for from your product. And that's 
one of the most important part. I don't know if you agree. I totally agree. We always, because a lot of influencers, again, have, they don't have bought followers, so the authenticity is high, but they might have bought comment on their posts, like, haha, Very true. I love this, or some heart emoji, something like that, right? So you want to vet for that. You want, like, actual comments from people saying, oh, I don't, I tried this and I loved it, or... Maybe even it's constructive feedback, like, hey, I had tried this, but it doesn't, didn't work for As long as it's real, it's human, that's what you want to look for. There is also a context to the comment, I will say. You have creators which are follow just because they are incredibly attractive and people feel drawn to it or because they are life casters. What are life casters? Life casters are people that are just showcasing a very escaping lifestyle that you wish you could have. That type of content is interesting, but it might not be the right content for your brand. So if you're going through a comment session and you have this wonderful girl that is an influencer and she is beautiful and she only gets comment about how beautiful she is, but nobody's speaking about the product that she's holding, that might not be a good fit for your brand. Let's talk about ROI for a second, the return of investment for influencer campaign. Something that I think is one of the most confusing thing for small businesses, because one of the things you might see, I was speaking to a client not long ago, and they I suggested influencer marketing campaigns as an approach to their business, their skincare brand, so that would have worked really well. And the, and the answer was, we tried influencers before, it didn't really work, we didn't really see the return of investment. So what is the very good way to track a good ROI for influencer marketing? So we like to really keep things, first of all, I'd like to start a little bit philosophical and then get into the tactics. With influencer marketing, my philosophy is that the relationship with the creator, that's the ROI. Like the fact that you have someone influential with like 20,000 fans promoting your product nonstop, like that that itself is unheard of. Like that's like word of mouth at scale that's happening, right? Instead of like one customer talking to five people, it's one customer talking to 20,000 people potentially, right? So that's like, that's insane to think of, right? Yeah. Any, any business owner 20 years ago would have like paid a lot for that. Um, sure. But like, but again, like I understand as brands, everyone wants ROI, right? So the way we track it tactically, there's usually like two ways depending on the brand. If it's like a product-based, let's say an e-commerce brand, um, again, let's stick to the skincare example, we usually do discount codes. Right. And the reason is twofold. With discount codes, what happens is that the incentive for the audience is very explicit. So you could do the other way, which is like create a tracking link for the creator. Um, but then the the incentive for the audience is not explicit in the tracking link, right? It's like, they don't know that if they buy from this link, do they get an offer or they just go to the website and buy it? Versus with discount codes, it's like, hey, use my code Joseph15 to get a 15% off, right? Yeah. Then it's like, it's motivating the audience to go and purchase from a brand whom they probably have never heard of before. So we usually like to do discount codes to track ROI. And the way to extract um, ROI from sure. influencers. I, I lo- a lot of brands just half-ass this. They'll send like free products to influencers and think that it's going to get them ROI. It won't. Like, you have to follow up with them. You have to do multiple promotions with them. Brands waste so much money on Facebook ads doing like they're running the same creative, doing like triple campaigns with like awareness level, mid of funnel, bottom of funnel, but they don't have that concept with influencers. Like it's not like one influencer is going to post about you once and then you're suddenly going to see sales. That's never going to happen. You have to have the same ambassador or influencer keep posting about you at least three or five times 
for you to mature their audience into buying into your product philosophy and then eventually buying your product um, down the line. So that's that's how we track it. That's how we think of ROI. That's how we track it. And that's how we make sure that that is ROI by doing like multiple uh, posts by the same influencer. I love that. And this is the approach I used to use when I was recruiting employers. My approach was to take someone on board for a campaign which will last a set amount of time. And the only way to get a return is to educate the audience of this creator to become familiar with your brand. And this is often underestimated. The familiarity is what triggers people interaction and what triggers people to take action, whether there is a discount, whether there is a comment on social media. And something I want to share that is really important, how do you track awareness? This is something I got asked before when I was having discovery call with clients. And the answer to that is that awareness is currency in the digital world. It is as important as it is in revenue. It is really about your brand and understanding what stage your business are you. This is a very important question that I want to share because I want anyone that has a business listening to this, ask themselves, am I using influencer marketing as a last stage to generate revenue or is it an investment to generate revenue in the future? And this is the same reason why you use social media. Social media should be an investment for your business. It shouldn't be a cost. It should be an investment because you are investing in this and this will take you to an, to the next level in the future. And this will take time, optimizations and analyzing the metrics. Now, I would love you to share different ways of working with influencers for brands. How can they work with influencers? What are the options that someone can have when they're looking to work with creators? So if they're looking to hire some creators in the new year, we are in the new year, that might be part of the marketing budget for this year. What can they offer to the creator? What can they play with? Yeah, so there's like so many ways. A lot of brands just do one or two, like try, I think I think mostly nowadays I'm seeing the seeding strategy being the most popular where a brand would send a free product to like 100 influencers and hope that like 10 of them will magically post about them. Um, usually does not have any ROI. Um, but I'm seeing like that is like, but that is one way to collaborate. And there are so many other ways to collaborate. Like I think you touched upon this sure. slightly in the beginning. It's like there is affiliate collaborations where you send them product or you don't even have to send them product. You just make them buy from you and then make them an affiliate for your product. And then they promote you simply for affiliate commissions. Nothing else. Their audience doesn't get a discount. Right. They simply get affiliate commissions. That's one way. Uh, what we recommend most brands do when they start off is what I call an ambassador campaign. That is basically you send them a free product, um, their audience gets a certain discount and they get a certain affiliate commission. So everyone's winning in this process. You are getting sales as the brand, um, the creator is getting commissions and the audience is getting a discount. So it's like a win, 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 three-way transaction, which is why we recommend the ambassador relationships. There's also gifting campaigns, right? Where it's simply, we'll send you a product for free. Usually it, this type of campaign works when the product is really if valuable, like if it's like a hundred dollars or more, like people just won't impulse buy it. Um, that's when these gifting types of campaigns work because you're sending them something really valuable that they just might not buy. It won't work if exactly this is like so. These like these are like the three to five ways in which it's more of like the still like more traditional where you're saying yeah it has to be something that the, the creator feels like they will go and really even it a bit of itself so they can share have the like events specifically for creators right? Through an event, call creators there, 
you can have your products as part of it but the main purpose is to have like yeah, this create community um mingle involve create content together and potentially also involve your product in there that's one thing there is a social online version of this where you can have a creator take over your social feed it's called the social takeover right where a creator basically takes over a brand's account so it's like different ways to leverage their influence it doesn't always have to involve like a product collab where a product is being exchanged or pitched it's also like getting their audience organically onto your feed and then selling them there eventually so yeah and it's it's like a long term yeah. game so again like i'd like to touch on the roi bit a little bit more um uh, i think um gary v has this quote right he says what's the what's the roi right so what's the roi of your mother like can you track like when you were a child and your mom told you like hey you got to be disciplined you don't got to have to eat the dessert before you eat the salad um can you like track and attribute that now 20 years later and say oh yeah my mom said that and now i'm a disciplined adult like, you cannot attribute it but obviously like there is roi to your mom right so it's the same thing <laughs> i love this perspective very much thank you for sharing that i think that's really interesting and i agree about the long term game and i think another point to consider it's about i always say what kind of campaign are you creating because campaign can be done with different placements shared in different times and in different formats so for instance i did some collaboration campaign where I will do story blogs to begin with. Then it will be a YouTube video. Then it will be a before and after post. And then it will be a carousel. And it will be all part of the same campaign, but this will be distributed across a period of six weeks. So again, we're going back to the familiarity of that for the audience. So they, they don't feel like they've been pushed to buy something, but they feel like it's part of the narrative. It always has to be part of the narrative of the creator you work with. They are sharing something and they are valuing their audience opinion and this is what matters to them and you are just the messenger between the creator and the audience um i think that's a very important part another way that i can share from corporate background we used to work with influencers we will have what we call a pr package media so it will be a creator that will have a bigger amount of following and a specific influence and what it will do that we have a collaboration that is a campaign across different medium so how does that work it was very interesting because we will have somebody that will have a live about a product talking about how they use the product we will send them the product and we will ask them to do a review this review will be live on instagram they will say okay i've been trying this product for 10 days this is what i feel about it and the reason why we would do a live is because the person will come on and they will open a conversation as we said before then we will have this person to do a three different ways of using that product on a reel and then we will use that reel as a advertising campaign for facebook ads if we are looking to send facebook ads so that would be user generated content for us and then the very interesting part was they will pick we will pick that particular creator and we will ask them to do an interview with a with a magazine that is in our niche and give her ways of using the products so it would be like five products i cannot live without sort of style But the reason why we're doing it through traditional media is because we are captivating and catching two different type of media. We're captivating the people online, and we're captivating the people on traditional media. And often when we're talking about influencer marketing, people do not think about the combination of the two. It still is a medium and it still has power. It's just a different type of audience, but with the same age demographic. So for your brand, it's a very interesting 
way of doing it. And of course, this requires a bigger budget. But if you're looking right now, when you listen to this, it will probably be at the beginning of the year. So you're looking at your budget. And I want you listening to this to think about how you can use that budget strategically. And I want you to walk away with a few ideas that me and Hash um, share today. Because that's a very good way of using influencer marketing in a way that can be purposeful for you. But not only from a perspective of sales, but also from a perspective of awareness. And, you know, if you were going to do a campaign that is a PR campaign, that will cost you maybe $1,000 so maybe something even more. And using the influencer to do it for you in a way that is relevant to their audience, to your audience, it's a superpower strategy. So I wanted to share that because that's a very different way of using influencer marketing, but I think it's worth to be considered. Yep, absolutely. I think if clients are listening to this in early 2023, in Q1 especially, like you're just looking at your budget and you want to allocate more to um, like the more awareness side of things, I think Airbnb recently came out with a report um, and they said that they've completely stopped performance marketing and they're now doing purely brand marketing, right? So that's PR, that's influencers, that's these more holistic long-term campaigns. I think that's someone to look at and take inspiration from. Even in e-commerce, all the big brands like Gymshark, Lululemon, Pura Vida, Sephora, everyone just does influencer so much. It's a good time to rethink your strategy and allocate more budget to the influencer side of things. Absolutely. You have been a powerhouse of information today and I would love you to share where can people find you to carry on this conversation with you or if they need any influencer marketing campaign expertise. Sure. They can find me on LinkedIn. Just search for my name, Yash Chavan. I'll pop up. Um, I also have, you can also search for me on YouTube. I keep sharing some like quick tips, like how to find influencers, what to look for, like quick five minute videos on my YouTube. Uh, find me there and if you want an easy way to do influencer marketing find influencers manage them reach out send them emails all of that um, you can go to get saral s-a-r-a-l.com um, and you can sign up it's a free trial you don't have to put your card in just free access all access and get started running your influencer campaign so don't even have to worry about budget there so all right that is it for today now that was a jam-packed episode full of value just for you but let me tell you a secret the best conversations actually happen after the show over at the digital bosses page on instagram you're more than welcome to join the tribe there we have incredible conversations and it's full of action take care business owners just like you you so we cannot wait to see you there plus if you are looking to support us and you would like to let us know what are your thoughts about today's show take a screenshot of the episode tag us on your instagram story and let us know your feedback we share each and every one of our listeners and we cannot wait to share yours too thank you so much for listening and i will see you with claire same time same place next week You even have to worry about budget there. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Joseph, for having me.